From activism to entertainment, health to nightlife, profiles and courage to travel, and so much more. This is the Jeff Hawker Show, LGBTQ news and lifestyle conversation for the Coachella Valley region. Here's Jeff Hawker. Welcome, everybody. It's great to have you on the show. We are going to have two great guests on the show today, but... um, before I get into that, I was just going to tell everybody I just got back from one of the gayest places I've ever been, which is Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. You know, everybody thinks Palm Springs is like the gayest place, but it's just amazing that so many world LGBTQ people have come down there, open businesses, restaurants, uh, bars, hotels, you know, shops of all different kinds. And it's just nice to to go in a place where you really feel safe and you can go to the beach and do so many activities. So if you get a chance, check out Puerto Vallarta. Uh, our first guest on the show today, she is the new board chair for the L Fund, which empowers lesbians through philanthropy, uh, Maggie Reibel. How you doing today, Maggie? Well, I'm doing great, Jeff. We um, kind of knew each other a little bit in the past. We had met each other before, but then we kind of rekindled a little bit at a mutual friend of ours' birthday event, Jim Scheibel, who I just had drinks with down in Puerto Vallarta. <laughs> Jim and Tim <laughs> were down there. Jesus. It was so great. I'm so jealous. And, and he, Jim was still celebrating his 50th birthday. I'm like, when is your actual birthday? I don't even know. I don't think he's disclosing it because he's taking this maybe uh, a month-long journey for the celebration. I think so. So the mission of the L Fund is to empower cis and trans lesbians through financial crisis assistance, grants for education and the arts, and health and wellness programs. How did you get involved with the organization? Well, I moved here just about two years ago, and I had heard about an upcoming gala, and it, it was called the L Fund. They were having a fundraiser, and I thought, wow, first of all, this organization sounds phenomenal. I've never heard of anything like it, um, you know, being an out lesbian for, you know, a very long time, a few decades, I and living around the country and the world. I had not come across any organization like it, and it blew me away, actually, And and it is unique, right? In in, in the United States, it is pretty unique for what you guys do. Right. We have have searched and have not found anything like it. And one of our goals, I I can talk about in a bit maybe, but to kind of franchise it and and create a footprint so that other communities around the country can set up a similar um, organization that would serve their community. Yeah, you know, and so often we, we've talked about this a lot, like Tommy Clinton from um, the Transgender Wellness Center came on and and the T has been in LGBT all along and the L has been in LGBT all along. But I think sometimes they they get lost in the shuffle and it's really important to support women because let me tell you women have been there to support the gay men all along during you know the AIDS crisis and through a variety of different things so you know it's time for for men to really support women's issues and I'll tell you you know I've been to like the last three galas that you've 
Elf Fund has had. And it was great seeing that there was a lot of men in the audience. Oh, absolutely. It's 100%. Um, I mean, we love our gay men friends, for sure. And we have always been there. And the gay men are definitely showing up for us. And we appreciate that so much. So... It's always great to kind of get an idea of the structure of the organization. Give me an idea of some of the experience that's on your board. You know, some of the people who are now sitting on your board. Well, I think it's it's important to understand that we are a working board. Um, everybody on the board is a professional woman. We have a paralegal. We have uh, three PhDs. One is a professor at Fullerton um, we have a psychologist, chiropractor, RNs, um, teacher. So very diverse background, but all professional women that, that are quite busy and they're donating their time and energy and resources and connections and talents to grow the, the L Fund. Uh, we are celebrating. We're coming up on our 10th year. Our next gala will be a, a celebration of 10 years of, of growing this little organization from um, a grassroots organization with a handful of women that each chipped in 20 bucks a month and shared it with any lesbian that they came across that, that was in need and to grow it into what it is today. So it, this kind of sums up your the vision statement that you have the L Fund envisions a future of an inclusive and diverse community in which lesbians are provided a reliable resource for financial assistance social engagement and programs enrich the lives of lesbians give us an idea of some of the programs that you do for financial assistance well the first founding um, program we call it LEN lesbians in need and this this was set up for with lesbians that suddenly find themselves in a crisis situation. A couple of examples. Uh, one woman, you know, many of us um, in, in the world are working hand to mouth, you know, paycheck to paycheck, and her car broke down. And she was, you know, paying her rent and getting by and doing well. But when her car broke down, uh, she didn't have the 800 bucks to fix it. Without her her car she would have lost her job without her job she would have lost her apartment without her apartment she's homeless so here is one random crisis that popped up in her life that was a quick path to homelessness she reached out to the l fund um we got together and agreed paid we directly paid the vendor who's taking care of the issues so we paid the um automobile mechanic he fixed her car and off she was so for really around $800, we prevented this this wonderful, hardworking lesbian, uh, prevented her from ending up in a homeless situation. So that's, that's what we do with lesbians in crisis. Another couple that had been in a horrible car accident uh, left one um, disabled. And once again, you know, she couldn't work. It takes a while for... Um, disability to kick in and they were on the verge of having their car repossessed and and being evicted and we jumped in um, paid the difference and they're thriving now and giving back to the community so that's the Lynn program we have the LEAP program which is the L Fund Educational Assistance Program and that program is where we offer grants 
um, to lesbians that need some help with school. Uh, it could be, well, I can give you two examples um, of recent with the pandemic. They couldn't go to class anymore. One was, you know, um, College of the Desert, and she was taking her Zoom classes on her cell phone. The other one was taking a bus two hours to the college campus where she could go into the library and was having to, to take her classes on the, um, the computer in the library. So they both applied, and we ended up buying each one of them a laptop and some accessories that they needed so that they could continue with their education. Um, and a, a current um, situation that is posted on our, our website, which is the uh, it's l-fund.org, um, we have a woman that is in Jamaica, and she... Um, she is applying with at College of the Desert. She's been accepted, but there's an $11,000 cost for her to get her student visa to come here, and, and it would cover her tuition. So we've been making a plea to the community, and we've raised a lot of the funds to go a long way with that. And we, many of us know that Jamaica is probably the most homophobic place in the Caribbean, uh, it's a very cruel place, and her her lesbian partner was actually beaten to death um, because of their relationship, and she's in hiding. So um, that's our LEAP program, is just creating um, funds to help lesbians with their education. Yeah, I saw on your website that Terry Wells was one of the recipients, and what a great story, you know, that she, she battled alcoholism, alcoholism and she's been sober since 2018 and you know it, it it's really just fills you with joy when you see somebody that's struggling and working so hard and then you've stepped in and said hey we're going to give you a helping hand people don't realize you know if you've got lots of resources that $800 to somebody that doesn't have a whole lot it is going to make the difference between them you know struggling even harder and maybe going into a depression and or you know being excited and then wanting to help other people once they get back on their feet it's a it's a chain and reaction what, absolutely and that's what what we're seeing the women that we have helped have come back to us and said how can we help we want to help we want to we want to give back yeah. It's it's just incredibly rewarding, and it just um, that's how I think we're growing exponentially. I think that's one of the things that stuck out in my mind at the galas that I've been to for the L Fund is the stories, and and almost always they always say I was in a hard place, and now I want to give back. Absolutely. So if you it's, go ahead. It, we're, we're an organization where people like you, Jeff, um, you hear the stories directly. You see how your donation goes and directly to this person to, to change their lives. And then they turn around and give it forward. If you want to give generously, you can go to www.l-fund.org. Uh, you guys are located at 400 South Farrell Drive, correct? Palm Springs? Yes. The yes. phone number is 760-304-8487. We're talking with Maggie Reibel. She is the new chairwoman. Do you, do you, woman, is that, how do you, 
describe yourself. She, um, what pronouns do you use? Um, she, her are she, my her? pronouns. Okay. And um, I just call myself the, the board chair. Well, and we, we should, you know, say thank you to Barbara Carpenter, who did so much for the organization. You know, she really was a, a team leader and, and got things going and ha- has kept things going. And it's great to see, you know, you are now the chair of the board and you're going to do great things for them as well. Thank you. And absolutely. Barbara was one of the founding members and she just gave tire- tirelessly for for nine years. And what an organization she has turned over. And um, I promise that my leadership would would take us to the next level. Um, I certainly don't want to let her down because she's an amazing person. And if somebody wants educational assistance, there is an application on your website. And it's pretty easy. Yes, it is. And, and we're working hard to make it even easier. Um, I, I Yes, you just go to the website click on the, the button um, for help and we'll get we'll respond within 24 hours we're talking with Maggie Reibel and when we come back we'll find out a little bit about her bag company which is great will help you when you travel the website for the L fund again is www.l-fund.org you're listening to the Jeff Hawker show on iHub radio Lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer. The Jeff Hawker Show, casting a brilliant rainbow of diversity on iHub Radio. Now, here's Jeff. Welcome back, everybody. We are in conversation with Maggie Reibel. She is the chair of the Eld Fund. And uh, with the generous contributions of the donors, the L Fund would not be able to fulfill its mission of providing resources to lesbians in crisis, empowering lesbians through education, and celebrating lesbians in the community. So please open your pocketbooks and go to l-fund.org and give as generously as you can. Any final thoughts on the L Fund before we get into your gear company? I also want to say that we do have an arts program and we're, we're issuing grants for that as well. Um, and the reason that can be almost as important as Lynn and Leap, you know, for, for financial crisis and education is that the funds that we want to channel to lesbians in the arts is to help raise the volume of the voices of lesbians through paint, sculpture, film, documentary, photography, books, so that's another important um, aspect. And we also uh, currently have a very special grant that we were given um, for health and wellness issues for lesbians that it's related to the pandemic. It could be mental health, physical health, dental health. So if there's any lesbians out there that need some help, please don't hesitate to contact us through our website. We have money to help you out and, and uh, there's no reason to suffer alone. 
So I do want to share that with with everyone as well. Well, I was just thinking, um, have you been in touch with the Palm Springs Public Arts Commission? I think that because they have funds and that might be a good way to kind of match some of your women with, you know, an organization that's established that, you know, maybe they could even I, I know quite often they're looking for commissioners, but also they have funds to um, to grant people for different art projects. And that's a great tip. And Thank the, you. the other one I was thinking, too, is if you, you often, you know, give computers that Apple, if you go on their uh, website, they offer grants for education purposes as well. Great. That's a great tip as well. Thank you. You are welcome. That's what I'm here for. We, <laughs> <laughs> well, I certainly appreciate it and giving, giving a, a voice and a platform. For me to be able to talk to the Alpha, and it is absolutely my passion in life, and I'm honored to be able to work with with this amazing group of women. So, um, what is your vision for the organization? Well, my vision is to to grow it to the next level, uh, to create seed money for for lesbian entrepreneurs um, starting their own businesses, giving them a little bit more freedom and of expression and to earn a living. So that would be my next goal. And as I mentioned earlier, I would really like once, once we're done, you know, creating this, this platform, it's almost like, you know, a big black book that we could hand over to lesbians and other communities around the country um, so that they could start a similar organization in their community so that, so that this can kind kind of go viral and continue to help lesbians um, become their best selves. Especially now when there's so much legislation that's going across from state to state, you know, trying to block LGBT rights. Absolutely. It's heartbreaking. It really is. It's, it's just, it's devastating. So, you know, power is in the purse. And if, if we can help structure similar organizations around the country, especially in those uh, critically oppressive states where we can funnel money to these women so that they can rise up and and be part of the solution to battle uh, some of this hateful, awful legislation. Exactly. Again, if you'd like to contribute or get involved with the L Fund, which empowers lesbians through philanthropy, their website is l-fund.org. So give us give us an idea. How did you get into the, the gear business? Tell us a little bit about the, the travel bags that you have. Well, I started my career in the 80s in Berkeley at the North Face. I was the uh, director of product development and global sourcing. So it gave me a very broad perspective on raw materials and engineering um, to create, you know, some of the strongest, lightest backpacks and as well as um, outerwear, uh, backpacks, sleeping bags. So it gave me a really broad perspective. I did fi- help find a company called um, Kiva. I sold that in 2013. Kind of thought I'd be slowing down a little bit. But my nieces and nephews, um, I'm very close to them, and they inspired me so much as global travelers. Uh, and I decided to go ahead and launch a, a brand new company for travel gear different from anyone else. It's the company is um, Light Gear Bags and it's L-I-T-E gearbags.com. 
And what I decided to do was to start making um, fabric out of recycled plastic bottles. So in my material science, um, I know that plastic bottles um, are made out of polyester as well as fabric. So I took that concept and decided to create a collection of travel gear bags. And give us the website. People want to purchase your bags. It's lightgearbags.com. L-I-T-E-G-E-A-R bags.com. Thank you, Maggie, for coming on the show. We will have you back at another time and give us updates on everything going on with the L Fund. Again, their website is l-fund.org. Coming up next is Eric Davis with GED Magazine and the City of Cathedral City. Live from Palm Springs, the Desert City's A to Z on LGBTQ. This is the Jeff Hawker Show on iHub Radio. Well, that LGBTQ just rolls off his tongue, doesn't it, John? Just, just rolls right off. So our next guest has been a friend of mine, business associate, for quite a few years now. We've worked together on quite a few different projects. Um, mainly one of the ones that's been great is the Palm Springs Gaiman's Chorus. You know, you guys have promoted us and, and worked with us in a variety of different ways. Eric Davis, he's the, um, what is your title <laughs> again? <laughs> I, I wrote it on the script. Um, you are the sales associate for GED Magazine. Yes. And then also you're the sponsorship specialist for the city of Cathedral City. Yes. Yes, I am the sponsorship specialist, specialist. at Cathedral oh, City. city. That's and um, today I'm the sales accountant for GED Sales. Yay. Tomorrow it's sales director. The day before that, it's you know, something else. We just play with the title. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Well, <laughs> you know, the reality is when you do sales and marketing, it really runs the gamut. It does. It, it, you know, it's about strategic partnerships, which we talk about all the time. Yes, we do. It's really listening to the customer, finding out what their needs are, and then zeroing in and trying to achieve a great outcome. So GED stands for Gay Entertainment Directory. How long has it been in business? We've been in business going into our ninth year um, actually in July. So, um, wow, we're going to go on the 10th year. That's exciting. It is so exciting. And in those nine years, we have continued to evolve and react in a good way to what our LGBTQ community needs, um, covering all of California, um, Arizona, and Nevada, and in the last three years, Puerto Vallarta, it is a lot to take on, but we do it and we are excited about it. And it's, it's always something new. Well, and you're one of the last publications standing both online and print. You know, we've seen them all come and go, 
But you guys really have adapted. Like you said, you really understand the marketplace in each of those cities. And you've done a great job of keeping it going. Thank you. Thank you. We've got some great people on our team that really help us in each market because as you look at Southern California and Southern California, you've got Los Angeles, you've got West Hollywood, you've got Silver Lake, you've got Long Beach, Orange County, Inland Empire. Then you move into Northern California and you've got San Francisco, San Jose, Oakland. And it really takes having someone in each one of those markets to be the face, to be the person driving GED and our community. And um, yeah. <laughs> and there's really gayness everywhere. There is We're gayness so, everywhere. We are so lucky in California. You know, I, I, I've traveled across the United States, uh, mainly throughout the South. And I just hear stories that, you know, people have problems when they're trying to be openly gay. We, you know, yeah, there's some incidents that happen, but in the most part, you know, we've got so many different cities that are actively promoting the gay lifestyle that we're fortunate, you know? We are fortunate. We, we, we have some great cities under our belt in California. And I, and I kind of want to just plug Palm Springs because yeah, Palm Springs is like the icing on the cake. It's like the hub of all hubs. People come both gay and straight from all over the world to live here. And our gay community, our LGBTQ community or our LGBTQ plus community is completely, completely f fabulous here in Palm Springs. You, you have a pulse on what's going on in like West Hollywood and Long Beach. Kind of give us an idea of what's happening with the gay communities there. Hmm. That is um, a little bit of a challenge um, because we, as we continue to um, fight for equality, we, um, on the flip side of it, are losing a little bit of our, our, our gay business because uh, the gay people, us gay people, aren't frequently um, going to those establishments like we used to. And we're more comfortable with going to um, the places that may not necessarily be gay owned and operated. They may be gay operated. But we, we, we still need to pay attention to those gay businesses out there that have been there for us in the very beginning before it wasn't cool to be able to hold your boyfriend's hand or your girlfriend's hand and walk into what we call the normal restaurant. So Los Angeles, um, San Francisco even, and the Long Beach area, we really have, the businesses ha are having to really rethink who they are and how are they going to get that business back to them. Yeah. You know, I think so often now, you know, gay people are getting married and they're moving to the suburbs and not frequenting bars like they used to, nightclubs. But it's really important to support those businesses because that has, is what made the gay community powerful in yes. politics. Yes. It gave deep pockets to all of the business owners. They joined the chambers. They started get, you know, running for office. And that's why we are where we are but, today. 
can I ask a question? Because uh, I look at that and I understand all of that and the history of it and the importance of all that. But I also think about the fact that this is part of winning the acceptance that we've wanted for decades, isn't it? I mean, in that we become part of the mainstream. I remember when GLAAD used to keep a scorecard of how many LGBTQ people were on television and in movies and stories being done about newspapers and magazines and things like that. And today, we can fairly say we're everywhere. We always were, but now we're visible everywhere. So it just seems like we've maybe reached a place. I mean, I keep hearing this term thrown around every 10 years or so about uh, post-gay. Like, are we getting to that place? I I, I think... Um, it's all good. And, and I think we are getting to that place, but I think that we're also sort of evolving to, we're not really sure what we're evolving to because we've not only gone through so many obstacles with just being gay and having a business and, and trying to survive, but you know, we don't want to say the COVID, but the COVID has changed everything. And, and I say the COVID because it's it's making every business out there rethink. And just to sort of go back to, we all know the Castro. We all know West Hollywood and Santa Monica Boulevard. And as those neighborhoods change, we just have to embrace it and um, be creative in what's to come. Yeah. Very true. You know, it's it's publications like GED that's also given them places to go. And so they can easily find one resource where they can find all the different bars, they can find the different businesses. And again, you know, it's so important to support gay-owned businesses, not just gay-operated businesses. Yes, gay-owned, gay-operated business is extremely important and I think um, just sort of hitting on um, the point of us sort of thriving through all of that um, all of us have struggled through in the last year and you really have to take a look at what what is your business what is your mission statement what is your purpose what's your daily intention and then what's your intention overall for the entire year so what is what are you projecting to accomplish within your community within the business structure of the world and then how do you change with technology because technology is changing so much um gd you know we're going into our ninth year and people knew us for print it was like oh i've got to get my gd and put it on my coffee table or it's gotta be you know off to the side on the bookshelf but i think in the last year we really became super strong on the digital social media online presence um, because people were at home doing nothing and they wanted to be inter- entertained. And we were able to do that. We didn't have many advertisers, but fortunately in the digital world, it allowed us to at least um, publish an issue every month. And we did that um, for the last 
14 months that we were all in COVID. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> do, you, do you think, Eric, that um, LGBTQ consumers uh, understand the importance of making sure that those businesses that they do do business with in the community understand the importance of their being there to advertise in mediums like yours, like GED and, and other gay media, because without that funding, there is essentially these community centers that exist in pages and web pages and so on and so forth that can easily disappear if people aren't supporting advertising paid mediums. Because yeah. what they oftentimes I think is that media consumers don't get that if people aren't responding to the advertisers who are there, the businesses that are there, that these things that they rely on are going to go away because nobody can survive for free. Yeah, that's a that's a layered question, <laughs> and I'm and I've got like four layers in there that I'm going to try to address. I think, and I'm and I and I don't want to offend anyone out there, like the millennials or you know certain certain groups, but. We have found there's about three different levels of our gay community. We've got our millennials who really don't understand the paper part of life. And that's where we've been able to really capture their attention online and and digitally. And then you've got that sort of transition um that transition age group out there that is accepting accepting technology but not necessarily totally embracing technology and they'll deal with the online but they'd rather see the print and then you've got the old school that are just like give me the print publication so there's one part of that question and then you have the other part where um there are businesses out there that don't think because they're maybe in San Francisco or Los Angeles or um, in San Diego and Hillcrest that they don't have to advertise because they have that walking business of, of gayness and they don't feel that advertising is important. Both of you, Eric and I have a connection with Puerto Vallarta. We're going to talk a little bit about that when we come back. We're talking with Eric Davis. He is the sponsorship sales marketing for GED Magazine. That's Gay Entertainment Directory. The website is gedmag.com. That's G-E-D-M-A-G.com. And if you want information, you can go. You can email Eric at eric at gedmag.com e-r-i-c yes (laughs) we'll be back in a minute you're listening to the jeff hawker show on ihub radio Lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer. The Jeff Hawker Show, casting a brilliant rainbow of diversity on iHub Radio. Now, here's Jeff. On Tate Tate Talks with Jason Tate today, Dr. Morgan Miranda, a Coachella Valley orthodontist, is Jason Tate's special guest today on Tate Talks. 
That's a tongue twister. They talk oral health and more. Tune in this afternoon from 4 to 6 on the iHub Network's Comprehensive Health and Wellness Forum. We are back in the studio with Mr. Eric Davis. And we were just talking off the air about Puerto Vallarta. You know, I just got back. And I tell people, if you've never been there, it is one of the gayest places you could ever imagine because there are so many gay-owned businesses, so many places to, to buy clothing, uh, art, jewelry, uh, salons are popping up all over the place. And I think most of that is being driven by the buildings, the real estate that they're constantly you know, building in the Zona Romantico area. Well, pretty much all of Puerto Vallarta. I mean, when you come from the airport, there's just, it's constantly being redone. Yeah. But it's exciting to see what's going on there. It is exciting. But before we touch on PV, I just want to finish that thought. Go ahead. Because we went to our break. Um, Addressing the businesses that are out there, the businesses in L.A., Long Beach, San Diego, gay owned and operated, gay operated. You know, we all have to stick together and thrive and drive and focus on success. And as much as you as an individual want your business to be successful, we also want the publications that are out there. I'm not just speaking of GED Magazine, Gay Entertainment Directory. I'm speaking of the the the, the standing publications that are out there. We all need to support each other because we're all running a business and trying to achieve the same thing. So I just right. wanted to end with that. Yeah. And well, and it's great to have a show like this that we can talk about any type of LGBTQ issues on the air you I know, love with, it. with no restrictions at all. And, and, you know, many times we do a whole hour with people talking about their political issues. And I, I think it's important that, like you said, we all stick together and also support candidates who are LGBTQ. Yes. You know, yes. take our gay money and put it into, you know, the coffers of these candidates because it's that's how we advance our cause. Agreed. Agreed. So. So popping over to PV, PV. you just got back. I love it. Um, PV, I have been going to Puerto Vallarta for 25 plus years. And three years ago, I was laying on the beach on vacation and my partner leaned over and said, okay, you've just said hi to nine people in less than 30 minutes. Why isn't the magazine doing anything in Puerto Vallarta? And the light bulb just like came crashing down like a box of light bulbs. And I was like, oh, my God. So we extended our trip and I started pounding the pavement and talking to my friends, talking to a lot of the gay businesses that I had frequent while I was there on vacation and just exposed them to GED Magazine and said, if you advertise with us, we will create GED Latino. And literally in four days of pounding the pavement and talking to every friend that I knew in Puerto Vallarta, and I would say back three years ago, it was probably somewhere around 25 gay businesses that I was aware of since then. It probably has um, 
we're more like at 75, maybe even 100, because we've got yeah. salons, we've got restaurants, we've got, we've just, it's, I, I it's just amazing. couldn't believe, we were there two years ago, and we couldn't believe how many jewelry stores had opened, silver stores, galleries, just every street that you go down. And, you know, if you've never been there, it's like these cobblestone streets are, it's hilarious because they're really <laughs> rickety. But that's what provides it's a great workout. That's well. That's what the charm is of it. Yeah, you know, it's unfortunately it's it's not really handicap accessible. No, you know, it, so it if isn't. you do have restrictions, it's going to be difficult. Yeah, um, unless you stay right along the ocean front, which you know. Yeah, and you can. There's some great hotels that you could stay right on the ocean and enjoy it with. Yeah. With you know, if you are in a wheelchair or have some handicap issues. Um, Puerto Vallarta is, I would say, the most safest, loving place to be if you're gay. And and to clarify, um, I'm speaking more of the Romantica area. Yeah, Zona um, Romantica. Exactly. Because um, I don't want people to think, oh, I'm in Puerto Vallarta and I'm two doors down from the airport and I'm looking for gay. Where yeah, is it? It's not down there. It's not down there. <laughs> <laughs> so um, three years ago, I reached out to... Like I said, some friends, um, Javier, who owns um, a s- several businesses down there, um, Vidal, who owns um, um, Almar, Montemar, um, and they helped us launch GED Latino. And things were thriving strong, 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 strong. And of course, you know, again, I have to say COVID came and yeah. sort of put a pause on things, but in August, we'll be approaching our third year of promoting gay life in Puerto Vallarta. And so um, we'll be reintroducing um, in the fall our print publication that covers um, Puerto Vallarta and and covers our California happenings. Um, you'll be able to find it digitally, and then you'll also be able to find it in the printed portion. And we'll start off um, a small quantity. And as we grow with our advertisers, it's kind of like what we were talking about before, because advertisers is what helps to pay for the printing and the distribution of it. We'll have some key spots um, where you can find the publication, and then you can always find it at gedmag.com. Um, in the top right hand corner of our, our website. But we are going to go back strong in really promoting Puerto Vallarta and the things that are happening. We've got a great journalist that um, writes for us in Puerto Vallarta, and his name is Pablo. Um, um, I'm sorry, Pablo. It's Paco. I'm getting my 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 guys mixed up. I'm thinking of Mr. Flamingo there. <laughs> oh, I love that bar. We so we, fun. We kept meeting up with friends at that bar constantly. It's just so fun. I yeah. I think that's where I got a little bit of my congestion because everybody's singing to all the videos and you know and dancing in and the street. It's like COVID didn't even <laughs> exist down there. So I'm gonna be going there in a month or so. So I'm I'm yeah. excited. <laughs> so give us the website again. GEDMAG.com. That's G E D M A G.com. So if you want to advertise your email address, Eric at GEDMAG.com. And that's E R I C 
eric at gedmag.com. We'll have you back on. We'll do a regular segment and find out everything that's going on with Gay Entertainment Directory, GED Mag. You've been listening to The Jeff Hawker Show on iHub Radio. And if you want to know all about the programming going on on the station, go to iHubRadio.com. We'll see you next time.